<laughs> In reflecting on Marty, I just wanted to share that um, I can't tell you how significant, um, how many significant conversations we had together, um, and that I found a friend in him. So fast forward, I married my very best friend every year of our COVID. We've been married for over 16 years, and one of our wedding pictures, we have a <laughs> Seeing 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are a right teacher. You have truly said that he is the one and there is no other besides him. Alright, so I want you to hold on to that, that passage right there. Um, we'll come back to it. But I wanted to talk about something called dignity and depravity. You're all made with this in the image of God. So, within dignity and depravity, we have longings and strategies. We have all been made in God's image with dignity. We desire intimacy and to be able to impact people's lives. In our depravity, we try to live independently God, expressing our individual sins, but also in our sick nature. We all have disappointments that expose our longings, but also have strategies and different styles of relating. Strategies are what we want, or how we avoid what we don't want, because we think that ultimately, God doesn't have that. So then we see that a strategy works for a person to get what we want, and then we avoid what we fear. In Psalm 73, verses 26 and, 20, uh, and 28, we read, My flesh and my, and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Verse 28 says, But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the word God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. How beautiful to read and know that when Jesus gives the greatest commandments to love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. His word also says in Psalm 73 that may my heart may fail that God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I want to talk about the pursuit of God because he pursues each day. He pursues me. So let me set the scene. God created the heavens and the earth. He created man and woman. He created paradise on earth and there was Man and woman sinned, and this is where we pick up the story. Do you want to turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 and 13? So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate, so she remembered the best. Then the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves uncommon. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and a man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, and he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And he said, the woman who engaged me to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Return with us. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the 
not difficult for God to give their gifts. Why is it difficult to receive God's gifts? If we want to love others and love them alone, we need to be able to receive the great love the Father. The Father lavishes on us. He calls us children of God. Loving others. Let's go back to Mark 12, 28 and 34. Kelly B is what I call her. She was um, 
revealing God's true love for us. And I don't even know you. I do want you to think about that. I don't even know you. And God, with His Holy Spirit, moving in me, put you guys on my heart to pray for each one of you. If we should engage our body, then we spend time together. We make eye contact, being present with the person coming. We engage without being on a laptop or a phone, texting or getting on social media as the only form of connection. In our culture, we guys are texting sometimes and making more communication. Presence becomes even greater. And the true care of those who say love. So I wanted to also share a story with my husband actually um, said, hey, do you remember that night we went to dinner at Piscato's? And I do remember you guys. It was probably four or five years ago. And it was really busy. And we were waiting for so for a long time. We got in and we um, got seated at a table. And as we're eating and talking, I'm looking this way. Patty Carnover, and there's a couple, probably around your age, probably around 20, 21. And this is this is what I see. Bob's back is towards us, we didn't see what's going on, and I'm just watching. And I think it was striking because as they walked in and they got seated, they both had their phones, and neither of them were looking at each other. They weren't talking to each other. They were on a date, y'all. What did you do on a date? <laughs> and then we got three-way calling. <laughs> and you guys are all on FaceTime and whatnot. But talking to our friends is a thing. Getting together with our friends is a thing. That hasn't stopped, I know. Um, but I want you to just see and recognize that we're not seeing who's in front of us. Doesn't God see us that way? He sees us. He sees you. If we should engage our soul, then we should be engaging our real self. Real self. With God's love, whether you're with believers or non-believers. So I'm going to share a story with you about Becky. She's my hairdresser. I just saw her yesterday. She's a phenomenal human being who takes great interest in me, my family, and the things going on in my life. And a massive respect for me. That he loves people deeply. You ever notice you know those kind of people who just see right through They ask me kind of questions and they wait and listen. That's a good friend. Um, though she's not a believer, I have learned so much from her. And she has shared her beautiful soul, soul with me and I with her. Yesterday I found out that her husband is filing for divorce. Mm-hmm. They have two kids and a long history with each other. My heart breaks for her and her family. And I see her trying to be strong. And I don't shy away from telling her that I'm praying for her, that I care about her. 
asking her if there's anything that I can do for her or her family. My relationship with Becky is better because we're honest. Will you also pray for her, for soon to be a person in the If we engage our heart, soul, mind, and strength, it all comes together in unison when we pray. Engage and be still before the Lord. Ask Him to meet you in your relationships. Commit to praying for your family friends, even friends and family that are hard to pray for. Your relationships that are really hard. You know the ones. Peter Fraunhofer says in Life Together, this makes it clear that intercession is also a daily service we owe to God and our brother. He who denies his neighbor the service of praying for him denies him the service of a Christian. It is clear for everyone that intercession is not general and vague, but very concrete. A matter of definite, per- definite persons and definite difficulties, and therefore of definite petitions. The more definite my intercession becomes, the more promising it is. A Christian fellowship lives and exists by the intercession of its members for one another, or it collapses. Thus, this spiritual love will speak to Christ about a brother more than to a brother about Christ. So how do we do these relationships well? We have a loving God who moves towards you, and we can freely receive. The first greatest command is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The greatest, second greatest command is to love others. As you seek to do relationships well, look first to your own heart and the Lord. Examine your need to ask for or extend forgiveness. Seek to understand and listen to God. Make time to be with your friends and family. Be your whole honest self with them, even if it makes you scared, guys. Even if it makes you scared. And pray for them. Pray. God, you are so good. You are kind and gracious. every single person on this campus. God, as you move with your spirit, God, I pray that these students here know And as I spend time with you, and God, I pray that you would choose to be still in their busy schedules. God, as they get up and they run out the door with a coffee in hand and gulping it down and making it to class and then next time and next time job that you have, the coffee meeting that you have with somebody, lunch with somebody, and you're, and and all the things that you try to, that you're accomplishing in your life, okay, that they would stop and none of these things without you. And God, you call us to be right, to love you, and to love others. God, would you allow us to do that well? Would you allow these students to love their friends and their friends and love? God, I pray this. Um, you know, you got to care for people, care for 
Jesus.